Welcome to the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, the podcast where I explore the wonderful world of womanhood and where I celebrate those women who are changing the game for all of us. Now, this is the last episode in a special four-part series which takes a positive and realistic look at ageing. And the motivation behind this, if I'm honest, is because I'm turning 45 soon and I was just thinking, you know, how should I feel about this? Uh, what are my concerns now? And I wanted to talk to other women who are 40 plus, talk about how they see themselves now, how they've changed um, and their self-care, their life lessons that they've learned along the way and things that they are still figuring out about themselves at this big age. So in this episode, I am joined by Dr. Falguni Vasavara. She is a professor of marketing, a TEDx speaker, body positivity campaigner, gender equality campaigner, fashionista and influencer as well. And she's joining me now from Ahmedabad in India. Hello, Falguni. Hi, Rena. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I've been so looking forward to speaking to you. I wanted to just yes. say that uh, you brighten up my day with uh, your videos. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and just, you know, make me think about things as well. And I'm sure lots of people would say the same who are following you. Uh, because your sense of humor really comes across. So, you know, it puts a smile on people's faces, but you, you're making people think as well, which is wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'm equally excited because I think in my whole life, for the first time, I'm doing a podcast on this particular topic, which is so important, but less talked about. So I think more the conversations, it's better and merrier for us. Um, how, how do you feel about getting older, Falguni? Oh, I feel very good because I think I see my aging as also a growth, right? Uh, it's also your evolution as a human being. Like what Falguni was when she was 10 years old, what Falguni was when she was 20 years old, what she was when she was 30 and what she's now when she's 49. And very proud about, you know, where I have reached because when you are on a continuous growth mindset path, you are trying to evolve also as a human being, some conditioning, stereotypes, you know, what society you lived in, what you've seen around you and what you are thinking is right is actually wrong, right? It's something which is a myth which you need to break. And I think year on year, this journey has been so positive for me that uh, there are many uh, women around me who I who fear aging, who feel, oh, we are approaching the big 50. Now what will happen to our lives? But I believe that for every human being, and especially for women because of the kind of patriarchal world that we live in, uh, I believe the more you grow in your age, the more confident you become about your being, you know, whichever way you are, the way you look, the way you think, the way you take your life decisions, your life and living. I think that way it is very empowering. And especially if, since you ask me how I feel, I feel very empowered at 49 than what I was uh, feeling maybe when I was 29 on the other side of 30. Um, so you, you mentioned there when you were talking about the stereotypes um, mm. that are put onto women. So obviously, you know, mm. you are based in India. I'm obviously Indian as well, but you, you know, you, yeah. you're living there. What are these stereotypes that are put on women? Yeah, so say, for example, there are all these gender roles uh, in our society and there are expectations from different genders. I'm not saying that only women are pressurized by these stereotypes. 
men also are pressurized by these stereotypes say for example in india it is uh, very very common to expect a man to be the breadwinner of the family so that's a stereotype that if you are a man of the house uh, you should be the chief wage earner you should be bringing bread on the table it's your responsibility so it's a stereotype right so similarly for women uh, their whole existence in fact is governed by these stereotypes of what they should do what they should not do how they should dress up how they should behave how they should laugh how they should sit in public places what kind of friends they should make what kind of friendships they should not make how a married woman should behave how a mother should behave oh my god if you ask me i can do another phd thesis on this okay because say for example something as simple as you know don't open your mouth and uh, have a high volume when you are laughing if you are a girl right or don't sit with your legs open uh, if you are a girl these are simple things i'm telling you two as important things as oh if you are a mother you should know cooking because you are the person who is going to nurture the baby it's a sole responsibility of the mother right and parenting also is so skewed in our society that uh, 80% of the whole job role if i may say so uh the focus is on the woman of uh, of the mother of the child not the father of the child okay or for example how uh, women uh, should not be negotiating salaries or how women should be behaving in the corporate world uh, stereotypes around uh, women and their maternity rights in the corporate world you know how gender pay gaps exist and i will just correct you because there's nothing related to only india worldwide we have figures on gender gaps okay worldwide even in countries like us and all there are gender pay gaps between men and women so mm, absolutely there are all these uh, social you know emotional uh, stereotypes that we all grow up in no and sometimes because we have seen our mothers and grandmothers and aunts uh, doing it we think it is right but as you grow that's what i'm saying this whole unlearning is more important than the learning part i feel for women and you unlearn certain things right these are the stereotypes that i was focusing on I mean I think it's really hard to unlearn though I have to say because uh it takes it it takes a lot of courage and I think that I I've noticed that it goes from generation to generation so yes. you know if if my mom was told certain things from her mom mm. uh, and even she told me the other day that after she got married she uh, her uh, her sas you know my dadi said to her you should always make sure you have less food on your plate than your husband eat less than it. you know what i mean wow. like portions your portions yes, can't yes, even yes, yes. and and um, wow. and then so she knew that okay that's not right I, i won't do that but certain things she was conditioned she got married young and you know listen to your husband yes. he could be controlling the finances yes. i don't have a clue about this and and it's very it's a very difficult thing to unlearn it's the same with like you know um for me i was i was doing karvachot and i'm i'm this is everybody's choice to do karvachot i'm not saying it's a don't choice. do it. it's yeah, a, it yeah. absolutely it's a choice you know in a way i thought okay it's a very romantic thing and i was doing it and then the, only for yeah. the first time this year i said okay you know what, i i don't think i'm going to do this now because uh my own personal reasons if my husband was fasting we were doing it together i would do it i think i'm not going to and you do feel a little bit excluded you feel yeah ex- excluded from joining in and there therefore i realized why um people carry on with certain things to be part of the community it's very hard to break away from that isn't it 
it's it's very hard so as we say that you know the it's a battle and sometimes you may find yourself lonely in that yes uh, yes battle. but eventually people will join it eventually believe you me people will look up to you right because this is a generational thing as you correctly said and if somebody will not break it how will the trauma go right what are we leaving behind for our younger or the next generation so i'm nowhere going to say it's easy in fact no breaking of a routine is easy and that's why we have management scholars giving lessons in change management and resistance to change okay so it's not easy at all um, it's very difficult and also to first convince yourself that whatever you are doing is right you know it's something basic as a right to exist as a mm. human being uh, that also is is a journey it doesn't happen in one day so if you that's why i'm saying that the empowerment that i feel now yeah. i never used to feel when i was 29 or 19 because i was still doing many many of the things which were not correct according to me but were correct according to society and the patriarchal world uh, that we live in so it's never going to be easy but i think it eventually gets easier when you understand that you are not doing anything wrong number one you are not harming anybody in the process but it's as e- simple as you're standing up for yourself right mm. you're standing up for your equality and dignity and i will emphasize on this because every human from all the genders that we have in today's society every human has a right to have equality and dignity as their basic rights to existence yeah. so when you convince yourself this i think it eventually becomes easier also please don't forget that as you are on the journey you start seeing the fruits of whatever you are doing you know you start seeing the implications the results of course it would mean that you will get isolated from certain toxic people negative people any which ways that is good riddance na any which ways you didn't want wrong people in your life but people who see your journey as the right thing to do will always stick around so then it will be the best people who are your loved ones your core of your existence who are sticking around still right so any which ways who are not sticking around where any which way is going to go so i think we should yeah. not be afraid of being isolated as well because when you're doing right it comes with certain risks some pain and gain and you're ready for it falguni have you faced any resistance from speaking out about certain things about you know confidence body positivity gender equality have you faced any resistance and isolation yourself yeah of course see when you are using even social media is a bigger platform so you are connected with thousands of people and you are speaking on things like body positivity gender equality you know dignity uh, also stereotypes and breaking of it certain myths related let us say menstruation you are addressing you are talking about infertility and motherhood you know so of course you will face a lot of uh, you know a backlash of course there will be but is it coming my question is to myself is is it coming from the inner circle of people or is it coming from the outer circle of people i know okay if it's coming from the outer circle of people i don't mind let it be it's a part of their being and their value systems right i am not offended or affected but if it's coming from my inner circle that's where the real battle uh, begins and fortunately for me i did not face any kind of what should i say aggression or oppression uh from my inner circle that is let us say my best friend or you know my partner or my parents or my mm. in-laws 
right they all understood that i am in the i am doing whatever i am doing is fair you know whatever i am speaking about is the right thing to do but of course there was resistance from let us say very extended uh, family or very you know random relative as i like calling them and uh, that should not be my botheration because not every fight is worth fighting for right like what will happen mm. they'll have a very uh, very uh, what should i say tarnished image of falguni in their mind it's okay i can't help it right you can't make everybody happy you're not natel at the end of the day yeah you're a human being <laughs> yeah um when you when you were younger um did you feel yeah. the pressure to do certain things by a certain age like okay you know you're 25 now yes, shaadi yes, kar lo yes. uh have kids this kind yes. of thing yes yes of course that that's because still you're not evolved to the t right so of course there was this whole age related milestones that are made by the society that by the time you should be engaged this is the time by you should be married this is the time by which you should have a child so let us say somebody like me who kept studying till the age of 24 25 because i was doing my phd also i registered after my uh, you know 25 20 25 years of existence so even after my marriage i was still doing my phd right so for all these uh, of course there will be questions there will be for anybody so there will for me also so yes there is this pressure that you constantly feel because it's such a wrong word but i want to put it out here that people say that oh you should settle down before you know 25 26 and settling down like marriage is so unsettling even if you marry your loved ones right even if you marry the best person possible two people different people coming together and you know making a life is is so unsettling the first 5 years so but yeah as a young uh, falguni i did feel uh, the pressure and some of it i succumbed to some of it i didn't right uh, and i think i only grew after that but yeah you are right i did feel the pressure that's yeah. true i just want to ask you about the 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 impact of aging how we see ourselves how the world sees mm. us and those stereotypes as well At, at 49 years old do you have people saying to you or do you ever feel at any time oh you know this is not age appropriate Th- that's not age appropriate yeah. this is what you should be doing at this age especially like you know those things of do this by this age you know be a mom be a grandma be this yeah so there are stereotypes about dressing uh, be uh, cosm- using of cosmetics you know behaving in a certain way uh, that exists uh, i think worldwide it exists more so in india and uh, but Fortunately I'll tell you that this kind of remarks I have received only from trolls who I give this much of peanut size importance okay that you know because for trolling me they would say that oh you know at your age just stop creating this content and you know why are you creating this reels why are you wearing a green lipstick but that that comes from trolls and i think uh, they do not leave a celebrity also like right from princess diana to you know and obama everybody has got such remarks from trolls so trolls do not have any space in my life i do not uh, allow them to live rent free in my mind so i will go and block them uh, and not allow them any kind of discourse or any kind of attention to my content as well they should not be privileged to receive my content if they are trolls right so <laughs> that is my privilege in fact i'm using it so yes uh, mostly it has come from there but otherwise i feel that there's a lot of positivity to what i'm doing which is sans aging you know so uh, something which is like let us say getting ready you know or wearing colors or wearing vibrant uh, shades of lipstick on my lips it's giving a positive motivation to women to be on their own 
like there are so many young gen z who follow me mm. and gen z tell me that oh we so wish that our mother was also you know so vibrant our mother was so active oh i showed your picture to my mother and told her that you know why don't you never drape sarees like she is draping example right so i think i get a lot of by doing the walk the talk where age does not matter you know what makes you happy only matters i think there's a lot of positive influence which is which i'm gaining and i think that is my main motivation also to be just the way i am yeah i i think a younger people always do want that person to look up to like oh you know what i want to still be cool and relevant yeah. and have fun and enjoy myself experiment with things at that age you know even me like i feel like i love seeing um women who are a bit older than me doing these things because it's like i still feel like we should have fun with with fashion and even like of having course. having fashion disasters even have a fashion disaster if you don't of course, you know what i mean it's not like oh i have to be all sensible and why not yeah sober <laughs> only one life right only one life yeah yeah um but then are there certain things which you've noticed about yourself getting older which you you know it's more like oh i have to accept this about myself like things change about our bodies right things do change and course, metabolism things like oh, that oh of course see the the at, when you are almost hitting 15 uh, you will see a stark difference between your energy levels which you had when you were 30 and now that you are 50 right uh, you will see a lot of uh, your body also giving up on certain activities you know you are but mentally i i strongly feel we are more at peace you know uh, uh, when we are reaching 50 because we also now started we have shifted from fomo to to jomo you know from the fear <laughs> yeah. of missing out to the joy of missing out now we are prioritizing things you know uh, we are understanding what needs our attention more and what needs less you know so the uh, let us say for example every weekend should be a party may not be the thing which you want at 50 you want to just be at home read a nice book or you know binge watch something on netflix so i believe it is of course uh, body your physique your tolerance level everything changes so now you can't even tolerate things you know like shit whichever shit comes your way you used to tolerate when yeah. you were a younger uh, one but now you you are a no nonsense person suddenly so there are good positives and negatives both of uh, aging as far as the impact that it does on us is concerned yeah and but it, some i mean i sometimes find those kind of changes a little bit hard to deal with like even recently you know i keeping fit is a big priority for me and i recently hurt my back or pulled a muscle or something and you know i'm like oh my god <laughs> is this it for me now like you know doing these yeah. normal no, things no it's not that for you don't worry <laughs> that's not going to be a norm <laughs> yeah because you know you you do hear like obviously older generation oh meri to tang meri to na no but Come you and, must you must understand one thing and i would love for your audience also to understand that we always feel that the generation uh, above us had more energy than us that same way is true for the generation below us they feel we are more energetic than them mm. right so we are at, at least we are the last generation whose life was there without even gadgets yes yes right yes. without the digital technology without mobile in hand without you know online banking options available so we used to we are more you know in the offline world as a generation so i think we are still better off uh, if you are look if you are ask, uh, talking about a muscle pull something as simple as that the gen z suffer it the most because of the constant sitting hours in front of a ott screen 
or a mm. mobile screen right so we are uh, more dynamic uh, than our younger generation and our older generation was more dynamic than us i feel like i see my parents at this age you know rocking their 75 and 78 year old uh, lives and uh, they are more energetic sometimes than me i feel okay so i think same my niece would be feeling about me that oh she's so energetic and she's so active so yeah <laughs> um what's your self care routine like how do you okay uh, you know yeah yeah so self care of course uh, i try to exercise uh, regularly right one part of self care self care is looking after your body uh but i'm not a very big fitness uh, enthusiast so i have to push myself towards you know so it's not something that i am doing like in a lovey dovey way but i'm doing it because it's a compulsion okay but that's a part of self care of course yes uh, periodic medical checkups is another part of self care like as a woman you need to get your mammographies done you need to uh, get checked yourself checked for cervical cancer you know after 40 so that is regularly once a year i'll do a full body checkup but i think in my day to day life my most important self care is not missing out on doing things that i love so as a full time professor since 25 years i have a very busy life uh, you know as a working woman uh, okay but i love content creation okay and i will not uh, you know not have time for it so one of part of self care which dies in most women and that's why i'm emphasizing this because the life catches up with everybody okay everybody grows with responsibilities so today you are a single woman tomorrow you are suddenly married then you are a mother of one then you are mother of two you are looking after people six people in the family earlier you were like a free bird so now you don't have time for your music which you used to love or somebody loves gardening somebody loves you know going on solo trips suddenly women start compromising on this and that is what is wrong which i make clear that yes as much as i enjoy holidaying with my partner i enjoy go doing my solo trips on work which are my most of my work travel but i'll invest one more day to just go around see that place right i love my social media content creation so that i'm not going to stop i love being a fashionista and i'm not going to stop at that i love experimenting with lipsticks i'm not going to stop that so i think that's a big part of your self care uh, you know that you do as 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 a human but more as a woman because women mostly ignore themselves they are the last priority in the race yeah that's that, that's so true um so you you, you talked about solo travel there uh yeah. do you, do you think that's important sometimes having that time to yourself oh, or by yourself very important i think see i think rena more than the time for yourself for women it is more important because it's it it awakens your confidence to exist independently okay and all of us have to be alone at some point in time in life right and women especially in india are not taught to be independent they are not taught to yeah. be to function as an independent uh, educated adult right so let us say when you are when you are young and if you want to go and uh, fill fuel in your car uh, there's oh take somebody with you you know you are going for shopping or oh, take your friend with you you are going to bank or oh, take your brother with you so nowhere i think women are uh, you know socially trained uh, to grow up as an independent uh, adult so i think solo travels Now, of course it's very important for the me time it declutters your mind it gives you time to freshly think and what is more important is you start loving your own company which is so important but i think it 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 just gives you so much of 
confidence that you have planned everything on your own you are doing everything on your own and most importantly you are traveling for your happiness you know you are still not running around everybody's demand like imagine a mother of two going on a holiday with a family of four she's still uh, you know making schedules it's hard for the work. child it's I, I am that mother goal. it's hard it is it's so you're tiring, not yeah. you're not enjoying right now when you're solo traveling you're enjoying you have your own schedules your own to-do list your own food that you want to eat you're eating based on what your likes are so i think it's it's very very what i'm fighting for the right word rejuvenating yes but i feel there's a better word to explain this <laughs> um do, do you think that part of the reason uh, people don't encourage women to do this is because of the safety factor because sometimes you know it, it's quite disheartening that I think everywhere yeah. around the world and in India it's like there is that factor of as a woman doesn't matter what age there's a fear something's going to happen to me there are you know men out there who are making it dangerous for me is that changing a little bit so there are three three reasons and yes all of these are changing towards little more positive but there are three things why uh, women are stopped number one as you rightly said uh, safety and safe spaces right from transportation to logistics of staying and everything right uh, number one safety number two uh, majority women are still not financially independent and solo travel needs means you need money for yourself right and when i say financially independent i don't mean only working or non-working even working women's finances are being controlled by the partner and that is not independent okay so you don't have the independence of spending uh, the money that is number two uh, and there was a third thing which i wanted to mention yeah the third thing the whole stereotype and bias of a woman's life is surrounded by her family only she is treated as selfish if she wants to spend time on her own self right so this third is the stereotype things are changing like for example See, for the safety bit, till date, I make sure that when I'm traveling international alone, I don't land at a new in a new country uh, after 6 p.m. So I have my own boundaries and rules created. Mm. Internet has given you the option to get ready and do your research well about the place you're going to. So things are changing. Connectedness through technology. Like at any point in time, you can talk back, you can call somebody, you can have the police number. Yeah, so I think more and more women need to do solo travel because safety will be become better also when we see more women visible on roads, na, doing yeah. solo trips. Yeah. So it, more it, women in the flight means I'm feeling a little more secure. Oh, more women staying at the hotel means oh, I'm seeing women around me. So it's a safe space. So it is. It is for that visibility also. It's very important that more women do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's a cycle, isn't it? If we're too scared, there won't be many of us. Exactly. Um, so exactly, we need. Yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. And 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 you know, do you think that? If women are more financially independent, if we are more confident, we become more empowered as we age. You know, it's not just, you know, it's not just about family and 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 uh, meeting their needs. And we we we, we go 100%. out there and we, if but if we do this, do you think that that is actually quite a scary thing for the patriarchy and some men? Because of course, you are smashing patriarchy. Yeah. Huh? You are you are breaking the the mold there. So, uh, and see, financial independence, of course, very important if you're a working woman. But I also make reels on what happens to homemakers. So, homemakers' financial independence is knowing about the finances of the family, knowing where the investments are happening. That means having a voice in all the financial decisions being made. 
okay that is also financial independence and of course the more empowered a woman is she is becoming at a more at an equal status with men and which is going to smash patriarchy that's why that's why they don't like empowered women no because it's going to make them uncomfortable because suddenly you know the 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 comfort world which they were in it's going to go away and they will also have to equally fight for their survival and equality mm. means everybody will have to work inside and outside both yeah um that's a really important thing you just said about homemakers and feeling yeah. like you have a say in the house because to be honest Falguni I have struggled with that myself like from working yeah. from a young age I had part-time jobs ever that I was studying and our parents encouraged that then uh, graduating going straight into work working managing my own money and that kind of thing and then having three children and then being at mm. home and then suddenly oh my god like I'm not earning like what what is happening like yeah, what is yeah. my the point of me being you know what is my purpose i'm not helping to run the house and it's a you know you do feel like you it you you're shaken the purpose is shaken and you're feeling like you're a lesser kind of person yeah. so i'm glad that you touched on that because that's a very important thing and we shouldn't also uh, also i feel like homemakers uh, um they their jobs should not also be looked down upon never if, ever if it's a choice never ever but my only um, point here is that if if being a homemaker is a choice and if between both partners it has been discussed you know then it, both ka contribution is equally important no the other person is able to concentrate on his career his professional life because somebody in the family is taking care of the personal life of people 100% that's what we say no that women work everywhere only thing is at home they are not paid yeah yeah 100% yeah absolutely and, and even if you are a homemaker please expect things to be done in the domestic chores uh, route by your children by your husband don't be available all the time you know you also need your free time being a homemaker does not mean that you are only there for other schedules you will also have your own schedule and you better safeguard it <laughs> yeah no yeah. it's a very very important point um so falgani what do you think are the biggest life lessons that you have learned at this big age <laughs> that is like reflecting you know on your on how younger uh, vulnerable you were so i think the life lessons is my first and foremost which i absolutely love and i'm resharing it on your podcast is uh, equality and dignity are a basic ask from any relationship right whether it is the parent child relationship whether it is the husband and wife relationship whether it is the partner to partner relationship you know whichever professional boss and subordinate relationship uh, equality and dignity is a basic ask and we must start asking for it right we must start fighting for it that's the first uh, life lesson uh, second life lesson is uh, self love and self worth are very important uh, you are you always are, you are your priority you should make yourself a priority of course situational demands will sometimes ensure that others are a priority which is nothing wrong but don't forget yourself uh, in the rat race of life so self love self worth on working on your identity making it stronger uh, is very important and third and the last of course i can go on but i'll stick to three third and the last is um your happiness is your responsibility nobody else can make you happy it is internal 
it's not external so number one stop seeking validation number two you know stop expecting oh my husband will make me happy oh my father will surprise me oh my mother will gift me no work towards whatever makes you happy so happiness is uh, your responsibility so don't forget that as you become busier uh, in your life when you start aging actually mm, yeah um and and what are you still figuring out about yourself at this age what are things that you still want to challenge yourself with and learn i think i'm very happy at whatever you know age and stage and of life is and i'm a very happy person basically so i of course there'll be career goals uh, there'll be you know milestones which you have to cover but i think i got it all by now whatever so you're in a good place is, yeah i'm i'm con- more content not happy yes. i'm very content uh with whatever blessings uh, i have in my life of course i would love to keep growing in my professional domain you know in my relationships but i am very happy with the way in which i connect with my both sides of family you know i am i am i'm loved by all i love everybody so i think more than this what does anybody anybody need yaar in life absolutely sometimes so, we complicate yeah. things right but it's it's quite <laughs> yeah. actually quite simple the things actually, that can make us feel content actually until what time will you keep having i want this i want that i aspire this i aspire that there's a time when there should be a semicolon you know or a hyphen that you know whatever life extra gives well and good but i'm very content with what i have right now so yeah and i and i think that that is a really important point and me you know i when i said to you what have you figured out at this big age i recently it dawned on me that you know these things of like oh promotions money this that and holidays they are like hits of happiness right so they will come and they will go but of that course. but this whole contentment is like you know i feel like when i look around me and then i think oh i didn't this is actually more than i expected in life exactly. this is more than right. my dreams and i can and every day to kind of feel that happiness and have that contentment is something that i think I want to keep in mind and other people should yes. as well. Yes. Um so I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Pleasure. It's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you. Pleasure. Um, I love talking to you. <laughs> and if anybody wants to follow you on social media and see your wonderful content, what's your social media handle? Yeah, so Twitter Instagram is Falguni Vasauda. So it's F L G U N I V A S A V A D A. I'm also, of course, professionally present on LinkedIn as Dr. Falguni Vasauda. So that's where they can follow me. They can slide into my DMs with their questions at all. <laughs> Lovely, and hopefully I'll get to speak to you again at some point in the future. But it's been yes, absolutely soon. wonderful having you, and thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Remember, it is okay. Old is the goal. Age as gracefully or as disgracefully as you want to. This is it for this series. I will be back soon. Peace out, Bernie. Bye.